From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip your team and strengthen hope. Hey there, I'm Laura Howe, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. I am so incredibly excited to be launching the Care Ministry Cohort this month and telling you all about it in this episode. Now, this episode isn't just for those who want to join the cohort, although I hope everyone does, but I think this will be helpful for those who are wanting to kind of DIY their care ministry. This episode is going to give you a blueprint for how you can approach growing your care ministry. You're going to hear what I did in in the care ministry that I did in my home church, as well as lessons learned from supporting churches across North America. We will walk through an overview of what a cohort is and what to expect, and then I will walk through each topic that we were going that we are going to cover in the 6 months that we are going to that we're going to meet. But before we start, I want to make sure that you know about a free resource that I have available at hopemainstrong.org slash episode 70. This is a downloadable guide outlining, uh, it's called Making the Case for Care. And really what this is, is if you are wanting to invest or grow or strengthen your care ministry, uh, but you want to connect with your leadership and really kind of get that buy-in for them on how care ministry is so transform transformational for your church, then use this uh, five ways to care that care ministry will strengthen your church outline. It's kind of like a cheat sheet. And I go into this outline like very detailed back in episode 69 just last week, uh, but you can get the download still on this week's show notes. Also, I want to let you know that I'm hosting live information sessions on the Care Ministry Cohort, and you can register for the next information session in the show notes at hopemadestrong.org slash episode 70. That's where you're going to get all the links about the cohort, about the download for your to connect with your leaders, to sign up for an information session. Everything is going to be there, hopemadestrong.org slash episode 70. All right, let's get started with an overview of what care ministry, what the care ministry cohort is. So for a cohort, for our purposes, a cohort is a six-month program where you're going to join 15 to 20 other ministry leaders that meet, week, that meet weekly and walk through a proven process that builds a strategic and sustainable care ministry in your church. It's taking a collaborative approach to equipping the local church to care for its people. In each week, I offer best practice strategies, tried and true methods, templates, examples, pathways, resources, and together, as a group, we grow your church's care ministry to uniquely reach and care for your community. It is like all the wisdom and all the creativity and all the resources of the group coming together 
to support your church and to support you as a leader. And we achieve this through weekly calls that are more about learning from others and building strategies and mapping out things for your church and how you can apply them to your church. And it's less like a webinar. I'm not trying to give you content, content, content. You can find that on the podcast or in blogs or in books. Really, the weekly calls are they're going to be one hour length and they're going to be focused on offering practical takeaways and collaborative sessions. I think that's what everyone is really missing, being able to talk with other people who are in the same role or position or situation and then given the tools, like the practical handouts, templates, forms that you need to apply and jumpstart your care ministry. Now, I find one of the most common questions I get from church leaders is what other people are doing. So now in this group, you can ask yourself, there's going to be a group of you together and you can connect and find out what other churches are doing and learn from them and share ideas, tools, and resources. Now, I'm intentionally keeping the group smaller, approximately 15 people, give or take. So over the course of 16 months, this group is going to become a supportive community for you who understands the challenges you are facing. Not only is it going to be about how to grow the church care ministry, but we're going to be supporting one another, praying for one another, connecting, encouragement. I am really, really excited about it. A few months back, I hosted a gathering to test if people were actually interested in getting together, and I was overwhelmed with very little marketing. Over 400 people registered, and I had to kick a few people out at the very end, like 90 minutes after our meeting ended, because people were so eager to connect. And so while I'm a big strategy nerd, and I love a good template and a resource, I'm most excited about the collaborative groups and the support that is going to come from that. So now that you have an idea of what a cohort is, I'm sure you're curious about what we'll be talking about on our weekly calls for six whole months. And this is where you can use these topics as a blueprint. Each month, we're going to be focused on a key area. And then each week of that month, you're going to receive everything you need to achieve or build and strengthen this issue, area, or topic. So we're going to go through each month week by week so you can get a better understanding of what this cohort is all about. And in month one, we are talking about building a plan. (laughs) Before starting any project, you need to start with a plan. It doesn't matter if it's an event or a home renovation. It's to start, it's wise to know what you're getting into, what you're starting with, determine where you want to go, prepare the project and figure out what, when you know, or how you know you're finished, what determines success. And it's these areas that we're going to focus on in the first month. And they don't sound fancy, I realize, but it's absolutely necessary to set you up for success. We can jump right in with a bunch of ideas and tools, but that might not work for your church. And and what might be great for one church might not be so great for yours. And so we really want to uh, take stock of what your church has and, and figure out what is a vision and a plan for your church. So we're going to start off looking at your strengths and areas of weakness. What are you currently doing in care? And what partners and tools and resources do you already have? And for this, I've developed a Google Sheet, a template to help you identify all these areas and kind of do a self-assessment or needs assessment within your church. 
Then we want to look at where you want to go. Now, some churches want to develop different care groups, and they really want to focus on developing groups or small groups, and while others want to focus on building partnerships. And then some still want to develop, like, start their own separate entity or organization for care. Really, I've seen many different models or many different approaches of care, and every church is going to be as different as their community is, and that's okay. So this week two is really just setting the vision. Where do you want to go? Now, before you start anything, it's helpful to determine the readiness of your team. Some churches are ready to take action right away, while others are in a different season and their timeline is going to look different. Now, this doesn't mean you can't continue to build and strengthen your care team, say, if your whole team is burnt out or you've gone through a significant change, but it does determine your order of steps. Then finally, in the first month, we determine what success looks like. Now, it can be easy to get distracted by shiny objects. A new idea comes or an outreach opportunity pops up, and then the next thing you know, you've been sidetracked from what you originally intended to do. So right at the outset, we want to build measurable goals and milestones to keep us on track and focus for those six months What do you want to achieve? What do you want to build or create or develop for your care ministry? And while all four of these topics aren't really what you think of with a care ministry, they are very important. Like I said, we want to set this up, set the stage for success. Plus, from my many conversations with leaders, most people are really looking for a system or strategy of care. They're tired of just running around, putting out fires, running from the most urgent need to the next. So really building a plan is the key first step in developing your care ministry. Now, the second month is all about building partnerships. And I chose this because most churches are overwhelmed with needs and establishing partners relieves so much pressure to be all things to all people. Building partnerships is the easiest way to offer comprehensive care for your people without using any budget or volunteers. All you need is a bit of time to do the research and intentionality to connect. Week one is all about identifying partners and a worksheet is given to you to help you in your search. Plus, I have a few tricks and and tips, a few resources that can be used to search and learn about your community needs and services in your area. Week two is about how to build partnerships and trust with organization. Now, that kind of seems easy, but community care or behavioral care speaks a much different language than the church, and what you say or how you connect with people can build bridges or barriers. So we look at tips and methods on how to build partnerships and trust with organizations. Now, week three is all about how to integrate partnerships into your church. And this is where we start to talk about triaging or looking at forms or workflows. And then finally, week four is learning when it's appropriate to refer to community partners. What are some of those triggers or those flags that that start to pop up and you know it's time to refer to a partner? So this second month is going to be really fun because building partnerships can have an immediate impact on a church. They can relieve the pressure to be all things to all people. Right away, you have an opportunity to connect and build and refer outside your church. And it is absolutely incredible the impact this makes. And in month three, we are talking about building your team. Now, if you've been following me for a bit, then you know that I talk a lot about building a culture of care in your church 
rather than focusing on programs of care. For a long time, there was this expectation that the pastor is responsible for visitation and care calls and and pastoral meetings. This just isn't feasible anymore. There are too many needs for one person to care for, and many times there are other people who are more skilled to provide pastoral care or spiritual care than the actual pastor. So with the goal of building a culture of care where there are many people equipped and empowered to offer care, we need to build a team. In month three, we talk about the three kinds of helpers and how to recruit high-capacity team members. We talk about onboarding volunteers, and you're given a template for an onboarding volunteer guide. Now, this onboarding guide is like, I think it's like about nine or ten pages long, so this is no small thing. You are given exactly a guide that you can give to your volunteers to help train and onboard them. We discuss different roles and responsibilities. Again, you're given all the you know, all the workbooks or the worksheets for that, and you can customize it for your church. And finally, we walk through some basic recommended training for your teams, including discounts to partners. So I provide some training, but I have some amazing partners or some amazing people that I can recommend their training. And I want to make sure you get those links to be able to get discounts with them. We are well past the days when a pastor is required to provide all the care. But building a team of high-capacity volunteers can be really, really tricky. So together, in our group of 15, we spend month three focusing on how to build a team of high-capacity volunteers. Now, in month four, it's all about building programs. And I know I said we want a culture of care, not programs of care. But most often, there are a handful of programs that show up in churches or, or expectations of a church. And and month four is when we jump right in to building out and strengthening these programs. We are wasting no time, but each week we are spotlighting a specific program and you are given everything you need to implement the strategies on strengthening this program. Now it's going to sound a, like a lot of information, but the templates and tools are going to slingshot you forward and take all the work out of building these programs for your care ministry. All you need to do is just implement it. So the first program we talk about is prayer requests. This is probably where most churches hear the majority of their needs. This is the first interaction when we hear about someone struggling or someone's going for surgery or their health concerns is usually through prayer requests. And I really want to say, let's be intentional. I want to challenge you to be intentional about utilizing those prayer requests to be the catalyst to offer around care. Now, it doesn't It doesn't matter to me if you use the paper prayer request cards or have a planning center form or maybe a text campaign. That How the prayer requests come in is irrelevant, but I am going to offer you a strategy to ensure that every person that submits a prayer request feels like care is wrapped around them, and it all happens automatically. No staff or volunteer time is required for people to feel cared for. And this strategy is one of my favorites to share and includes giving you a template for a five email sequence and a text campaign and follow up and engagement with that person because prayer is the foundation of our faith and I believe it's the foundation of care. So together, we want to build a pathway and strategy for your church so that no prayer request gets missed. Now, the second program is benevolence. 
I know my church has seen a dramatic increase in requests for financial support lately. And so it's important to make sure that your church is ready with a policy, an intake form, uh, and a plan to address the requests for financial need. And it is in this week that we talk about different modes of benevolence. And I offer a simple po- a sample policy and a, pol- a template for an online form. The third week is looking at the meal program or a meal train. And having a meal train isn't necessary. Not all churches do it. For, for many churches, it is an integral piece of care or integral part of the care ministry. And I think the cool thing, even though it's old school, I really think a meal program is like a win-win-win opportunity. There's three ways you can win with it. Not only do people in your church receive meals in a time of need, so that's a win, but also those preparing the meals are empowered to use their gifts, and it gives them purpose. Okay, that's another win. But meals also create an opportunity to connect with the community. The third win, you can provide meals as an outreach, but also there are partnership opportunities with a meal program, and I'm excited to share all of that with you in month four. Now, in the final week, we are going to look at pastoral or spiritual care. And this is the area that I see the greatest variance in different churches. And so we'll talk about different models your church can offer. You're given a template for an intake form and sample documentation note-taking, like a way that you can document so that makes sure that everything is on the up and up and there's accountability. And then also a follow-up pathway so that people, again, have wraparound care. The point is not to create a cookie-cutter pastoral care ministry in the local church. Like, everyone has to receive the same, and every church has to go by specific guidelines. But it's really, this is a really great opportunity to look at different approaches, different strategies, different tools that you could use for your church, and then just see what your church needs, the values, the vision, the community needs that you have, and create a care ministry that aligns with your church's values and strengths and meets those unique needs of your community. So I think this is a really creative um, week where we're able to look at, okay, how can your church offer spiritual care? And you're given different methods and models to be able to look and consider. So that's what month four is. It's each week we look at a common care program and you are given the tools needed to strengthen them, ensuring that there is intentionality and strategy in every step of the way. Okay, so now that you have a plan, you've connected to partners, you've built a team, and you've developed a strategy for your core programs, now it is time to build capacity. And that's what we're doing in the fifth month. In the fifth month, we look at four key areas that will build the capacity for your church and offer care. And these are team wellness, crisis planning, ethics and boundaries, and policy and procedures. Your care team is your greatest asset and mentoring them is so important so that they can remain well. Uh, Compassion fatigue is a real thing. It impacts caregivers and we don't want anyone to burn out. And no one likes to be caught off guard and unprepared. So in week two, we focus on crisis planning. Hopefully, you never have to be in a situation when someone is in a crisis, but most likely, this is where you're going to find yourself at some point in time. So it's helpful to know how to identify and de-escalate a crisis. This is when someone is flipping their lid. They're they're having uh, what people might call a meltdown. They're having a crisis moment at church. And so we really want to be able to prepare you and um, be able to learn how to identify and de-escalate a crisis. 
And while we talk about ethics and boundaries a bit in week three, when we talk about team building, I think it's really helpful to have a deeper dive. So in week three of our fifth month, we're going to walk through some ethics and boundaries for your church's care team. And this really is to benefit both the helper and those being helped. Week four, we come, we discuss common policies and procedures that we have not yet talked about, but are often overlooked. Things like uh, reporting abuse and how to support walk-ins and things like that. Just things that we haven't touched base on, but often that can come up for churches. And you want to be prepared and have, you know, the certain procedures or policies in place to be able to manage that. So month five really is looking at the gaps and building the capacity of your care ministry so that you are able to scale and grow your church. It's really building a strong foundation. Now, month six is our final month, and it's a bit of a flex month. I have some topics that I think are common, but I, there is room to adjust the group to the group's specific needs. So we, this might be a little bit different for each group. But what I've prepared is week one, we want to talk about how your church communicates about its care strategy. I would love to be able to map out how people access your care ministry and what follow-up you provide. We can create the greatest care ministry in the world, but if people don't know it exists or how to access it, it's kind of pointless. So we really want to talk about how your church communicates or offers care in in in, in your church. The second week, uh, we take a closer look at how care can be used as opportunities for outreach. And I offer a checklist that allows you to look at all your events and activities through the lens of care. So if you're doing an event like... I don't know, um, homecoming or a, or an outreach or a, um, uh, I don't know, a church picnic, for example. I how here, here's some questions. Here's kind of a checklist, okay? How can care be offered in this event or this activity? And then in the last two weeks, week three and four, I want to spotlight or give you an opportunity to have the spotlight and present an issue or a problem or, or a question that you would like help with from the group. In past mastermind groups, I found this exercise to be really, really helpful. So I wanted to make sure we created space in this group. You will have the collective wisdom of the whole group to help you brainstorm and offer resources for encouragement. Everyone benefits from this activity because they hear different issues and different problems, and they can pull nuggets of information from other people's spotlights, but then they have an opportunity to get their specific need addressed in their time. All right, so there you have it. That is a six-month outline of the cohort, and I know it was really detailed, but I wanted to make sure you were able to make an informed decision about if this was the right time and if this is what you wanted to do right now, join the cohort with a group of peers. Uh, Last week, I provided, you know, making a case for care, how to get buy-in from your leadership. So that's, you know, talking to your leadership about about investing in care. And this week is really about, okay, if you, is this what you want to invest in? Month one, we talk about building a plan. Month two, building partners. Month three, building a team. Month four, building your programs. Month five, building capacity. And month six, building communication and spotlighting. This is 24 live sessions, and each week you walk away with a tool, a resource, or a template to implement what we just talked about. You build your church's care ministry in community with other ministry leaders. It's going to be so refreshing. You receive encouragement and wisdom for over a dozen other churches, 
All the information can be found at the website at careofministrycohort.com. And if you want to connect with myself to ask questions or book a discovery call in the show notes, hopemadestrong.org slash episode 70, you can book some time or on the website, careministrycohort.com. And while I think this is an incredible opportunity for every church, and I would love all of you to be able to come and join, I understand this might not be the best timing for you. So I encourage you to consider Even if you're not able to join the cohort, look at each of these six-month topics and see them as a blueprint to DIY Build Your Care Ministry. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to grab the downloads and check out the show notes because there's a lot of links in this episode. Uh, HopeMadeStrong.org slash episode 70. And I look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Take care.